Hi, everybody. This is Dr. Dan with the PTSD Academy podcast. This is episode 15, where we're going to introduce Jillian Grace. I want to introduce today's topic on, well, the spirit is that, that it is you. That is her main message, and that's what we're going to bring you. So during this time of stress with the pandemic and everything, people are noticing a big increase in their stress, their adrenaline level, the nightmares, the tension we carry in the body. There's sort of a, a fear that hangs in the air, and we're going to address that actual air today. And what I want to do is introduce this concept that many people in America and in the West are already leaning towards what are considered complementary and alternative medicine practices. For example, in The Body Keeps the Score, Bessel van der Kolk, the author, said that after uh, 9-11 and the attacks on the Twin Towers, that when they researched the people that live right near there in lower Manhattan for PTSD, that 75% of them did not seek help through traditional counseling methods. They were using alternative, what you might consider Eastern, like yoga, acupuncture, meditation. Only one was EMDR that's given by uh, different types of actual therapists. Okay, And the reason why people are turning or at least enhancing their Western counseling that's so cognitive-based is because cognitive-based approaches don't really reset the body tone and energy level of the, the body memory that's discussed in The Body Keeps the Score. So today, we have Jillian Grace here today. I also have Mary Bernadette, a reflexologist and my beautiful bride, here on the show. So, so welcome, ladies. Hello. Hi. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. We are so glad you're here. I know that there are so many topics and ideas that we share and have in common that it's hard to focus. That's my biggest weakness. I just have to put out front and get that shadow out from behind me and out in front of me and say that it's a humbling topic to take on trauma and pandemics. And what we're going to talk about today might not cover everybody, but if you have not heard this stuff and any of it, if you're experiencing worsening pain and anxiety and sleep trouble and fear, uh, then Stay tuned for what she's got to say today. Take it away. Hi, everybody. Hi, hi, hi. My name is Jillian Grace, and I'm an author. I am a spiritual healer. I am a spiritual counselor. I'm a homeopath. I, I work a lot with homeopathic medicine. I work a lot with herbal medicine. Um, I work a lot with the types of medicine, which is considered vibrational and works more on the vibrational energy within your body. And I've done that for almost up to 20 years already, so for two solid decades. And my goal is to teach as many people out there about the spirit that is themselves. Because knowing what you are empowers you to become what you're here to be. And that is one of the most important things that we're here on, on Earth to experience as humans, as spirits, as souls, as our connection with, with everything that's around us. So one thing that I strive to do is to let people understand how they can work with that part of them that's considered energy. And just to give everybody an idea what that means, something tells your heart to beat. Something tells you to breathe automatically. Something tells your cells to communicate. There is a connection or an electrical current that runs through our body. 
And if you were to even take your cell and place it under a microscope and magnify that down, there's a rim of almost like white light or like a glowing that's on there that people can't explain. That's the electricity that runs through our body. If you put your hand in front of you and stand and stare at it long enough, you'll actually see that same rim on your actual physical hand. We don't understand that in our medical world, but it's pretty well understood in areas that are not as elementary with our, with, as we are with our medicine. Your medicine's been around for you know, 100, 150 years in the West, but in the East, they have been exploring this for many, many, many centuries. And they really have a strong foundation on how those things intertwine. So the marriage of the two is great. So that thing that tells your heart to beat, that thing that tells you to breathe without you paying attention, that's actually energy within your body. That is a vibrational frequency. The same type of frequency is what causes an emotion before you get a picture of an event in your head. So many people out there who are struggling with PTSD, who are struggling with trauma, who struggle with memories of the past, they're trying to deal with these memories by talking them out when the, really the only thing that you're dealing with is the mental picture in your head and verbalizing. Those are only two of our senses. What about the feeling sense? The feeling is actually energy. The feeling is ether. It is a vibrational frequency that occurs before you have the thought. So instead of working on what happens in the aftermath, it's like deciding you're going to text it and then smash it into a car. Before you start to text, set your cell phone down. And that's what happens with energy. You first work on the vibrational frequency before the emotion is striking. And then before you hit the visual in your head. And that frequency is, it seems like it's difficult to understand, but the body has pathways to help you be able to release that, even at certain points. It's one of the reasons acupuncture exists. It's one of the reasons in Chinese medicine they use acupressure. It's, it's why there's so many amazing benefits of even reflexology and different things. And I don't like to use terms that are going to scare people because people get, I mean, people get scared at every term in this point. I mean, we can't. That's true. We can't even use simple language. I mean, we can't even use the word God or people freak out. We have to use the word universe so that nobody gets nervous now. You know, what's next? That makes me nervous. So there's, <laughs> that makes you what? That makes me nervous. Universe. <laughs> you know, it's like we're all talking about the same thing. Whether or not you call it this or that, it's all the same thing. It's that energy of love that we were created for. It's that energy of creation. So what I strive to do is um, get people connected with that energy of their own personal creation and then get them to understand that they are a frequency. They are a vibration. There is this energy flowing within them. And how do you work with that to let go of things? I have a question. When people yes. come to you, what kind of symptoms and complaints do they have that would cue them in? that there's something energetic related to this and that they know to look you up? There are many different. Right now, there is an influx in emotional issues that people are dealing with, from anxiety to depression to, you know, post-traumatic stress to, I get a lot of 
I thought I worked on this in therapy 20 years ago. Why is it coming back? You know, I, I'm getting a lot of those repeats. Uh, one of the reasons for those repeats, and I worked on this already therapeutically, but and I did years of this, but it didn't work, is because at this point on Earth, we have a different frequency that's happening. We have a frequency that's shifting, and it's bringing up a lot of our old stuff. And just to give an idea what I mean by frequency, there is a measured hertz frequency within the Earth. It's called the Schumann Resonance, and it's very well known. It's not It's not just a spiritual thing. It's not something that people who are outside of the norm pay attention to. But this is watched by governments to see what the frequency of the earth is. And the frequency of the earth for a very long time remained at the same number. It was like 7.8 something. And it was very measurable. Since the past year, it has been steadily rising. And within the past three to four months, we are seeing another line across that frequency of around 13 hertz, which is almost a doubling of that frequency. Now, to give you an idea what that means, it's like taking the electricity that you already are and holding onto an electrical wire and getting a huge zap. So what's going to happen? You're going to get anxious. You're going to get nervous. And then what do we do when we have those emotions? We create visuals because we want to figure out how to stop it. We want to figure out how to let it go. But really, when we create those visuals, we stop it from flowing. We stop ourselves from letting go of things because we want to hold on to the past. But the past is kind of trying to leave us right now in so many ways. If you look around and you see everything that's happening, even with the earth, it's trying to let go of these old patterns that don't work. And it's actually being measured within the earth that the frequency of the earth is trying to let go of these patterns. Our bodies are doing the same thing. So we have to learn, we have to learn how to work with that. And it's going to be the way of the future. And I know Mary does a lot of work with that as well. Yeah. Yeah. Ascension. The Ascension symptoms are all coming up in everybody. And I'm getting the same clients that you are. They're coming to me and they're going, I've never had anxiety before. And I've never had depression before. I, I all of a sudden have this feeling of major depression and I'm a happy person. What's going on? You know, or they're so excited and full of joy that it's creating anxiety because they're like, I don't know what to do with this. You know, so yes. giving them information on that anxiety and explaining it to them that it's not really anxiety. It's the changing of the frequency. We're ascending, you know, yes. the universe, God, whatever anyone wants to say. It's trying to get our attention and letting go of the past. The only way we can continue and move on and grow, because if we're not growing, we're stagnant, we're dying. So we need to grow and we're kind of being forced into it. Exactly. Exactly. Uh And that's what, that's what the earth is kind of slowly pushing us into. I mean, the earth is doing this process. Mm -hmm. We are standing on it. We're part of it. I mean, our bodies, and this is, this can scare people a little bit, but Google it. They're made of stardust. They're literally made of the molecules that also occur when there is a new star being born. I mean, it's beautiful. The earth is made of that too. So of course our bodies and the molecules inside of them are all going to be speaking and interchanging. 
So a lot of those emotions that you're feeling, the anxiety and the depression, it's bigger than you. But we're getting stuck because we're going, oh my goodness, I'm depressed. It must have been because I was divorced seven years ago. It must have been because my kid is not feeling well. It must be. So when I'm sorry, I missed you, Dr. Dean. We go back to our logic, right? And we try to rationalize it's an energy or body problem. Yes, we do. And logic, I don't want to say it doesn't have a place in the ether, but it really doesn't because ether creates logic. You cannot have a thought unless it traveled through ether to reach your brain. You cannot have a mind. And I always say to people, you do not have an imagination. You have a memory. So everything you can pull into your mind, you are remembering from the being that you are. So that travels with you in the ether. So we have to learn to look beyond what we see in front of us and really listen to what our feelings, our feelings are ether. Yeah. that movement of energy. And I don't mean ether like ether, you know, E-T-H-E-R. I mean ether like what they, the ancients would speak about, A-E-T-H-E-R, what yeah. they call acacia in, in, in the, the Eastern cultures. Um, acacia in the Eastern culture, cultures is the record of what everything has been stored. And it's the energy that's all around us. It is the breath that God breathes before he creates. So essentially, I'm sorry, Mary, what? Akashic Yes, exactly. That's where the term, I didn't want to go there because I did not want to freak anybody out too much, but that's where Akashic Records come from. That term comes from that exactly. So, you know, what I strive to do, and I think what all of us are striving to do, you know, Mary and Dr. Dan and, you know, all of us out here is to let people know this is bigger than you think. It is time for us to expand again as human beings. And we're being called to do that in droves. So the faster you can gain the knowledge about this, the more power you will, the more it will empower you. And that's the biggest thing for me. I do not want people to come to me to be healed. I want people to come to me so I can light their light and they can find every piece of themselves that they've been looking for and they can do it for themselves and then tell everyone they know because when they're stronger i'm stronger we're stronger everybody grows well i definitely know that when i came to you almost 20 years ago oh my gosh can you believe it oh yes no i want to say it might have actually been 20 years ago because it was before my twins and they're 18 now about to be 19 so yes um you definitely helped me look inside myself and i wasn't doing that so i wasn't growing no and you have to you've got to look inside yourself and then find out what you are and as soon as you find out what you are and you realize that you are this divine being that is having an experience here then everything shifts. So it's so much is about empowerment. And that's also, you know, why um, a a lot of my work, I also focus on what's going on energetically because when that Schumann residence goes up, I want everybody to know, look, it spiked because it doesn't just stay at a stagnant period. The stagnant level has risen, but there's huge spikes. When those spikes go up, It is scientifically proven that crime goes up, that anxiety goes up, that depression goes up. And this isn't just 
you know, this is what I've experienced in my practice. This is scientifically what they find happens. There's more visits to the ER because people think they have heart attacks when really our electrical system is located in our heart. It's why they come up in the paddles to electrocute you back to life. So that electrical system gets affected when we get those big jolts of energy. So I like to let people know that's what's going on. Don't panic. Also, when we have, as we're growing, so many people are becoming more connected. When there is a massive earthquake, they could feel it beforehand. When there is a volcanic eruption, they could feel it beforehand. So I like to let people know all of those pieces. And how do you avoid being jolted so much by this? You avoid being jolted so much by it when these big fluxes happen by working on your stuff and by aligning with it. So techniques that we now hear when you go to the doctor, when you're stressed and they say, try to do some breathing, try to do some yoga, try to do some this. Things you've never heard in the Western culture are now sometimes being recommended as a treatment for how people are feeling. And that's really what's happening right now is if you can be connected enough to understand, okay, I'm feeling anxious today. I need to go for a nature walk or I'm going to go outside and I'm going to do some breathing techniques something like that, that can help you so much more. And there's also a huge thing that I, I always love about, you know, what's happening right now, because sometimes people don't like to work on themselves. They get very, they feel like they're guilty if they love themselves. They feel like they're yes. guilty if they take out time. Yes. But, you know, but we're, we're in a culture where that's ingrained in our vibration to have that guilt. So a great way is to schedule that timeout or to say to yourself, I know I'm going to feel guilty about this, but I'm going to go for a walk anyway. And just allow yourself to start experiencing that because how you align with what's happening right now is you have to give yourself time, to, a downtime, and you have to be in a place of happiness in order to balance yourself properly because that the frequency of happiness is higher than the frequency of being upset. And you can only take something in at the frequency that you are. So you'll notice if you wake up in the morning and you're in a bad mood, you stub your toe and you know you, you are frustrated about that toe stubbing, that you're gonna go and you're gonna cut yourself shaving, that you're gonna go and you're gonna get in a big traffic jam, you know, God forbid even an accident, but something like that. The frequency of where you start your day will be what's brought into from the ether to connect with you. And you will get that all day. But if you can switch that frequency, I stuck my toe. Oh, maybe I'll just take a moment real quick and stuff my foot. Oh, that was nice. I feel really comfortable now. And then I'm going to nurture myself with a breakfast and I'm going to take a different way to work. And you start to connect at a higher frequency of emotion, then the ether will return back that same frequency and your experiences will be the same. So it's, it's interesting. Yes. So with my clients, I've, I've explained several different ways to them to help them take that guilt away and see that helping themselves, like I tell them, when you say no, you're saying yes to you. Yeah. And when you say yes to you, you can be a better you for your children, your husband, your partner, your work, anyone who's around you. When yes. you give yourself that love and that care, because forgiveness yeah. and love of yourself first and then you can project that out to them, 
with just exactly. a simple change. <laughs> simple change. And a simple change in your frequency. That's the only difference. Yeah. So you give yourself love, you feel loved, and then the frequency that releases off of you, that we all feel, because we've all been standing in the grocery line and somebody comes up too close to us from our back, yeah. and we don't want them that close. No. That's because you feel their you feel their frequency. You feel yeah. their energy. You feel their electricity. So when you can control that electricity around you, everybody who comes in contact with it gets a piece of that beauty or gets to share in that beauty. And then they can make the choice whether they're going to connect with it or not. That's how you heal people. That's how you heal yourself. That's how you share love. So it's, it's important to look inside first. Yeah, I recognize with not only myself but other people after i recognize within myself wow if i love myself more it makes it easier for those around me to love me because yes. it helps me to accept that love yes exactly and it changed your frequency so you can't have someone in your frequency that is not of like frequency right. it just doesn't work that way what would you say, Jillian, to the people that have cabin fever right now and can't get out of the house? They've been with loved ones or family or kids in the home all day for weeks or months, and they're feeling the energy, they're understanding what you're saying. What can they do when they can't escape that and ground themselves as well to try to push out some positive? You have to align yourself. So what I mean by align yourself is you have to take the time out for self-love. You have to, even though you're stuck with all the family in your mind and, and everything else, you have to take some time to take a nice bath. You have to take some moments to do some breathing techniques. You have to start to incorporate and honor the fact that you are a piece of energy on a daily basis. And the more you honor that, the more whole you're going to feel. One of the reasons you don't feel whole right now is because you are not honoring what you are. So even if it's prayer, even if it's meditation, even if it's going outside and sitting with nature, even if it's breathing, even if it's yoga, even if it's, you know, there's even mudras, hand techniques that you can place your hand in that work with nadis and work with um, the flow of vibration throughout your entire meridians to redirect and bring it back in. Those are all wonderful ways of creating ground but in this environment, if you don't begin to honor what you are, then it's going to knock at your door until you do. So we are not going to be going back to a world where you can forget about this. The Earth didn't. The Earth's vibrational frequency, since it's been detected from, I mean, it's been almost 100 years. It's, I think 1950s is when they first really started to pay close attention and measure it. It has never changed frequency. It has had ups and downs. If there's a solar storm, something crazy going on, but it always returns back to the same baseline. The baseline is different, everybody. So our baseline has to be different too. So you have to start to honor what you are. That's the first piece I would say. No the second stuffing. piece, I'm sorry, Mary, what? No more stuffing. No more stuffing. No more stuffing and no more pretending we're just humans and it's just you know, all for one. No, it is one for all. And that is the new pattern that will stick from this point forward. And then I would say, take a look at the world around you that you've created. And this is very difficult for people to take self-responsibility. 
but your frequency brought in the frequencies of everything that you're looking at. So if, and I play this game with my children sometimes, because sometimes I will wake up and I'll be like, you know, not in the happiest moods. We all have those days. And then all of a sudden my kids will come out and they'll be, you know, not in good moods and they'll be arguing. And then, you know, they won't want to do their schoolwork and they won't want to do anything. And then I will say, wait a second, wait a second. I'm creating, what am I creating? I don't like this. And I will put on some nice calming music and I will do some breathing and I will center myself. And I'll picture something that makes me happy because the vibration of joy and the vibration of love is amazing. So I will sit as long as I need to, to find something that makes me feel love in my heart. And then I will proceed. And I watch them shift. And it's beautiful to know the control you have. It's absolutely incredible. So if you can start your day in that kind of mode, then I will guarantee you, suspend your disbelief for a week and try. Just act like what's going on in front of you isn't going on in front of you and you focus on being happy and focus on being positive in your mind. You will see the people around you benefit and everything will shift. And it's the ether, which is the fifth element, which is what the world's awakening to right now. So we're going to see more healing modalities that are going to use lasers, we're going to use lights, they're going to use homeopathy, they're going to use... Magnets. Magnets. Yes, same thing. It's the traveling of the energy that's in them. You know, aromatherapy, those things that were like, you know, hidden in someone's back closet so they wouldn't lose friends in the past. That is now going to be starting to hit mainstream. And I think it's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. I do too. And then the third thing. It is. It's great. The third thing that I would say for people, if you're really struggling, and this really speaks volumes to so many people out there, there's a reason why pet ownership is through the roof right now. Everybody you look at has a, has a, a fur baby. And it's because our, our animals are an extension of our energy. So if you sit with your animal and you pet them, and that's one thing on the Astrology Yoga series that we do, we do a pet series, because if you can't sit there and heal yourself because you just feel like you'd feel too guilty and you just can't get there just by sitting with your pet and by just slowly rubbing them, spending time with them, doing anything that's mentioned on that pet series is reciprocal because your animal is an extension of your energy. So everywhere that you're blocked in your ether of your body, your animal is blocked there too. That's why you're connected. That's often why people will say eerily that people's dogs look like their owner. Yeah. I'm guilty of that too. I, I, and it was really weird because we have a poodle and um, I used to have straight hair. And, and since she's come into our life, my hair is becoming curly. And I am like, oh my gosh. So when I go out with her, and my eyes, like they yeah. used to be like a chocolate brown and now they're getting yellow and so are hers. Yeah. Like the, the, the brown is now turning yellow and because she's got that. And I'm like, oh my goodness, we're matching each other. But that's what happens with people. Your your animal and what you're attracted, what you're attracted in your vibration is also part of your vibration. So if you sit there and you take the time to work with them to heal and you pet them and you send them positive energy, you're actually doing that to yourself as well. And the flow is fantastic. So it's an indirect way to heal. 
which works wonderful. And that's why we're seeing such an upsurge in service dogs and, you know, people who suffer massively from PTSD and how much they benefit from having a fur baby by their side. That's huge. And even people with medical issues, that's why the dogs can sense that. They sense the ether. So they can read their owner's energy so well that they they are that energy. So it's it takes some time to either pet your dog, look at your life and smile for a little while, or and of course, you've got to align yourself with what's happening because you've got to honor what you are. You've got to honor the spirit that is you. Yeah. I love you. What I see a lot of times in Western like psychiatry practice, if you've seen a lot of PTSD, is that most people like I was trained and grew up rely on a tough mindset, their mental and their physical. Just run the body hard, put it away wet, and you go as many years as you can, and you hope you don't have to always do an outdoor hard labor profession. You can work your way into an air conditioner someday to survive it, and this myth of retirement thing. And, and I find that I break down along the way, and I know a lot of people that make it different lengths along that path. They're very young patients, very old ones. But when you... When the body starts to fail a little bit, or age, or a capacity issue, like energy is shifting so much that your mind can't compensate, and you have ignored your emotional connections in your life, and you haven't been working on your purpose of being here, or who you are, honoring who you are, anything like that, then you run smack into the fact that you can review all your notes from therapy, and try all that stuff in the breathing techniques, and your body has this tension that feels like you're going to die. You don't want to die. People sometimes will have suicidal thoughts, but the anxiety tells you they want to live. They fear death. Yeah. They want that to go away and get back to life as normal. They just don't want to live like this anymore. Yes, yes. And in the environment that we're in right now, with anxiety being up, regardless if you've even experienced it before, and those who have, it's that much more heightened. It has so much to do with the fact that they're feeling this because People who have already been emotionally open for a long time have naturally felt what's going on within the earth. And we've labeled it in our culture as anxiety. That's not what it is. Right. It's a heightening of energy. It's a spiritual attunement. And it's a, a depletion of the body at the same time. The body's yes. wearing out because you're sort of mistreating it. You're not doing the maintenance on your vessel. Exactly, exactly. And, you know, there's a reason there's the body, mind, and spirit, and there's a triangle. And there's a reason why those things all work together. And that's another thing that I'm seeing a ton of on my end of people um, during this process where there's all this new energy flowing. Their physical bodies have not been prepared enough to handle it. So I'm seeing a huge upsurge in people who are struggling with everything from autoimmune on down the list, rogue things that the, they can't go to the doctor and get explained. That's all part of it. And how you heal it is you work with the spirit. If they're not embracing their temple. No. By the way, no. eating or thinking or moving or not moving, I should say. Yes. I, I've been having several of my clients um, not only doing the frequency with the biofeedback and, and talking to them about what we talked about earlier, but also looking at sacred geometry while I'm working on them. It's amazing. <laughs> that's amazing. And that's, that's, I, and I love, I love connecting with people who have, are 
just the knowledge base like you do, Mary, because it's it's amazing because the same messages keep coming to everybody. And that's how you know, like it's traveling the ether yes. for in that connection. Yes. Um, I myself, when it comes to sacred geometry symbols, those have been very, very strong. And a lot of Astrala Yoga's practice, you work with those symbols and you bring them, you, you acknowledge them as you align yourself as you move through these patterns of energy. And that's it. It's all ether. I mean, this isn't wonky stuff. This what's so funny is if you crack open ancient texts and Hindu and Buddhist and you know, even you know, Catholic and Christian and you know, Judaism, all of those, you pop open those texts and you go back into them. They talk about connecting. They talk about you being more than what you believe. They talk a lot of times about star alignments. Why do you think we built these monuments in the directions that we did? There is a connection with the ether that moves and you can tap into it depending on, you know, where your frequency is and where you align yourself to. And that's where the symbols come from. Yeah. You know, you, you yeah, put your body... Exactly. You, you, you think about yoga, you put your body into different positions. You know, our bodies are made of all of these symbols our, in ourselves, in our water and everything. So it's, it's cool. It's really, it's, I'm excited about where we're headed. And I'm so, so humbled to help other people find that and then so humbled because they can turn around and help me you know it's yes. this this beautiful connection that we're all putting together and we're we're all we're all new at this we're not really new at this we're remembering this yes. from where our souls are but we're kind of new at trying to create the right language to build the right bridges right now so it's really cool to be connected with just some awesome some awesome people that are ready to do their work some awesome souls i should say yes. that are really jumping in to do it do some great work Jillian, you commented on the body, mind, and spirit, and I love that old triangle paradigm. What I, in talking to you, I think what people have done is they teased out from the body the things that they feel, and we're calling that emotion over here, but we're calling a spiritual way of life something separate. And I've just found to reach people that are that uh, are simple-minded like me is to just separate and what can you actually do practically. So that's why I separate out four things instead of the triangle, physical, mental, spiritual, and emotional. And when I say mm -hmm. it that way, it gives people more little mental levers of memories that they already know things that work for them, just for simple practical stuff. But that's more a survival first aid. What you're talking about is the real deal. You're talking about seeing it all as one, understanding who you are, and then you discover something very important that the Westerners did stumble upon, too. And that is that not all anxiety is bad. Our body is trying to tell us something. When they give benzodiazepines to combat soldiers right in on the deployment right after the bad combat, they worsen their chance of PTSD. And the, uh, the trauma and tension releasing exercise, uh, that process also leans into the nervousness, the shaky tremulousness that comes with the fear response, that it has a message for us to let it work its, its way all the way out as if we're waking up from a coma or a fake dead state, as if our body was partly playing dead in the trauma. The energy of that is still kind of partly playing dead, and it's only minimally waking up doing little half seizures, and so we feel little panic spikes. But if you can lean into it, you'll find you don't need this Xanax. 
Exactly, exactly, Doctor. And it was so well said. It was so well said. We have, it, it really, anxiety is just a catch-all term for feeling uncomfortable. But in our culture, we've said we don't want to be uncomfortable right. at all. But we've also created this world where we have to now be uncomfortable to grow as a result of shutting down that eternal mechanism that tells us it's time to move. And anxiety is the same thing as excitement. It's the same thing that you feel before you're going to go skydiving. It's the same thing that you feel before you're going to go on that big drop when you're going down a, a, a you know, what are those things called? Roller coaster. Roller coaster yeah. has been so long. It's the same exact emotion, but how you frame it is going to decide what, what vibration you give it. And if you are going to frame it as anxiety and there's something wrong with it, then you are going to pull together every picture in your mind of an experience that was a lower vibration because the word anxiety is a lower vibration. So you're connecting into that vibration. You're plugging that TV into the wall and you are saying, give me only electricity from this specific plug when there's plugs all around the room or you're dialing into a radio and you have your radio dial set at a very specific frequency you're only going to be able to hear what's going on at that frequency, even though there's a thousand other frequencies with shows going on. But because you labeled an anxiety and you hook, line, and sinker there, the only thing you're going to get back are going to be the visuals of that. They're going to be the past experiences of that. They're going to be the past memories of that. But if you said, oh my gosh, I'm feeling excited today, exact same feeling, then you're going to get everything that you fall in love with in life. You're going to get everything that excited you. You're going to get, you know, these new ideas that come to you, these different experiences. And then you're going to remember all these things that you loved. Same exact thing, different framing. But our culture has really taught us to frame in a lower way. Yes. When I have my clients come into me recently and they've said, I'm just full of all this anxiety. I turn around and I ask them, is it really anxiety? Let's look at the other side of that. How about we call it excitement? And they kind of just sit with it for a minute and, and they kind of look at me dumbfounded and I go, okay, yes. just breathe and just feel the excitement. And they're like, wow, okay, let's do the appointment. <laughs> and you know, yes. all of a sudden their, their mental state is totally changed. Yes, yes. And the beauty of that is when you can get somebody across from you into that mental state, then that means that you are allowing your work to match that frequency for them and to give them more of it, to open them more. And, you know, I always tell people, my job is to open your door. That's it. And I'm going to open your door as many times as you need it. And we've been blessed with people around us to open those doors. That's amazing. But as soon as that door is open, if you let it flow, oh my goodness. Yeah, it's, I, it's, it's so empowering. Yes. I've definitely noticed that once I tell them to look at the other side and let them know that great things don't come from comfort zones. You know, yes. sometimes excitement can be uncomfortable because you're like, you know, so riled up. But then they, they look at it totally different when their mental state has changed and then they get on my table. Yes, <laughs> it is. It's amazing. It's amazing. But, you know, another thing that people tend to label um, in a really negative light is when they go through physical issues of the body. 
physical issues of the body are normally because you've kept a mindset for a period of time that's a lower frequency and it's actually wreaked havoc in your body. Your frequency of your body is not functioning the way that it needs to. And we don't a lot in our world now seek out gurus or people that can help us because we're meant to stuff our emotions. So sometimes an illness is your biggest guru. There's so much to learn from going through something physical. There's so much to learn from being in that state. And no matter what we do, there's always going to be lessons. So sometimes in order to become your best healer and to heal the people around you, you often experience physical states too. So when you go through that mental state and that mental state is off with the depression and the anxiety, which really aren't depression, anxiety, it's actually just upgrades of your body and beautiful things that are really happening, but we label them wrong. When we ignore that for too long, sometimes it can turn into something physical or even right now, because the energy of the earth is heightening so quickly, there's people who have managed their energy for a really long time, but they just got zapped out of whack because of what's going on in the earth. So. I don't know about you, but I did. I've had to do some more things, spend some more time outside. I'm glad the weather's warmed up and I can swim again. Oh, yes. That's huge. That's huge. But I think everybody, because, you know, sometimes when you feel, when you have a physical issue, it's a huge wake-up call. So all these things that we label as negative, they're actually really beautiful. And if we look at them, we get to learn from them and we get to grow and just fly. And it's all about awakening to that same thing that I'll go back to, what tells your heart to beat, what tells your soul to multiply, what tells you to take a breath. It's that spark of creation that's inside of us. And if you maintenance everything from that place, then that's a fire that will never be put out. I love it. Yes. I love it. <laughs> yes. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today. Any parting comments or last words for the audience? I am just so humbled that you guys asked me to come on. And I am here for anybody who needs me. And I just hope everybody keeps just doing all they need to grow themselves because, you know, alone we are strong, but together we're unstoppable. So let's keep this going. Amen. <laughs> Thank you. And again, the website is thespiritthatisyou.com. Click on the link to watch the Jillian Grace YouTube channel. Thanks. That concludes. We'll pick up next time on the PTSD Academy podcast. Take care.